Hey guys, it's Scott, and I am freshly back from Legoland with the family, which was a trip. It's a great place, by the way. It's mostly outdoors, and they have Lego models of cities and landmarks from around the world. They got a great sense of humor about themselves. It's a good place for the kids to run around, so fully endorsed. And I actually was the first person ever in the history of the park to have their phone fall out of their pocket and jam itself into the booth on the Ninjago ride or really any ride so that the ride actually had to shut down until they could get it out with a stick that I had to get out of a bamboo <laughs> forest to help the poor kids that ran the thing get my phone out. So I'm not Batman, but I do my best. And also, I wanted to say thank you for the such an amazing class last week. I, I really just, the next day I was sort of walking on cloud nine about how great the questions were, how terrific the comments were in terms of the engagement and how probing and thoughtful a lot of the takes were on some of the stuff we discussed with voice. Again, that topic is something that I sometimes save for later in the semester, but this class in particular, I feel like people have been so enthusiastic and invested in craft in general that I figured I'd put it up early. And it really blew my mind how exuberant the response was to that topic. So I'm so thrilled. For people listening now who aren't taking the class, we did a session all about voice. And voice is, for me, the idea that it's how you express what you're trying to express perfectly. It's using all the tools of the craft and techniques that you're learning about to kind of perfectly marry form and content. So you're saying exactly what you want in just the way that it hits hardest, given what your priorities are for that story. So it's a really broad topic. It was hugely fun. And all the classes are archived. So I would encourage you, if you haven't signed up yet, it's never too late. It's only seven bucks a class. And we're having a blast. There's a huge discord now that has like 1500 people or something and they're sharing their work and everything. It's this has been like one of the highlights of my whole career, honestly, doing this stuff. So I'm really thrilled about that self promotional quick plug, but it's the probably one of the biggest things in my whole career, if not the biggest next week, a week from today, Tuesday on 10 five, the very first creator owned book from me and Greg Capullo with John Glapian and Dave McKegg, who are longtime partners, and Tom Napolitano on Letters, another longtime partner, comes out from Comicsology Originals. It's the first of our eight books coming out, and it's called We Have Demons. It's a big blockbuster fun. It's got all the kind of energy that Greg and I brought to metal and death metal and Last Night on Earth and Batman. It's kind of over-the-top spawn-level mythology and gore and fun and, and heart. So I hope you enjoy it. We worked really hard on it for a long time, probably harder than on anything. And um, we're really excited and proud of it. And it's a book that we really hope to return to many times. So this is the first of, of three issues, but each issue is the size of two and a half issues. So it's like 100 plus pages, the whole thing. And then the following week, 10, 12, clear number one comes out. That's the book I'm doing with Francis Manipal. It's speculative science fiction. It's, it's I think, one of the best things that I've been a part of. And then Night of the Ghoul comes out the week after that, Night of the Ghoul number one with Francesco Francavilla and Darren Bennett on letters. He's on letters on Clear also. And that's uh, an homage to classic horror, but done with a really terrifying and unsettling modern twist. So I really hope that you guys will check them out. If you get a subscription to Comixology Unlimited or if you're overseas, Kindle Unlimited, that will allow you to just get all the books as they come out for the price of one each month. 
but every month for the next six months, we have, you know, multiple books coming out per month. So it'll go like in October, Demons number one, Clear number one, Ghoul number one, November, Demons number two, and so on and so forth, all the way through the number sixes. And then the second wave of books starts. So there'll be a sampler that shows you material from all those books on the fourth week of October on the um, 26th. So really, really excited, super nervous. If you're wondering if writers who've been doing this a long time ever stop getting nervous, the answer is 100% no. I said this, I think, in one of the classes, but Neil Gaiman once told me when I was sitting next to him, terrified of him at a Vertigo get-together years ago, he saw me and saw that I was really nervous about being on Batman, and he was like, oh, Scott, right now you're worried you're not good enough. Soon enough, you'll just worry that you used to be better, and that's all there is. And weirdly, I found that terrifying comment extremely comforting because it means even the greatest writers feel that way and the anxiety and the worry about whether or not you're going to produce something that's total shit or the best thing you've ever done never goes away and if it did go away I feel like it would mean that you weren't caring enough you weren't passionate enough so Neil as an aside also told one of the most amazing and Neil Gaiman stories ever at that get-together where he talked about visiting the oldest shoe store in London and how they invited him down into the catacombs of shoes where they had the molds of feet of people that they had done shoes for and they had done everything from like the Queen of England to like Frank Sinatra. And the molds were called the lasts. So the lasts of the dead were the molds of people that had passed away. And so he was like, I was down there with the lasts of the dead. And I was like, this is the best story. This is my most Neil Gaiman moment ever. And then we all went and did karaoke, which was also amazing and <laughs> the least expected moment of all. So really quick, outside of my self-promotional stuff, I wanted to also give you guys a writing prompt because I've gotten questions from a lot of people about would I, would I give you something that would jumpstart your, your writing? And for people who aren't in the class, I think this is something that can give you a sense of whether or not my style of teaching or, or the way that I approach it might be right for you. I'm not a big fan of prompts. I never was. I've done like hundreds of them over the years. I took many writing classes where I got all kinds of prompts. And the reason I'm not a big fan is because usually they're really situational and plot driven. And I find that confining. It'll be like you are in the shower and notice a tattoo that you never saw before on your body. And what is it of and why? Or it'll be like, you create a character whose dreams become real. For me, that was always constraining because it put you inside of a genre. It put you inside of a, a premise. What I like to do with writing, it's kind of how I'm, I try to break down things in class and, and try to show you how I did Court of Owls. And, sh and last time I talked about Death of the Family is to prompt you to try and approach it from a more personal standpoint. So it's less a premise or a plot driver and more of a kind of a probe for you to use to get to the material that will excite you the most. So for me, I think the best kind of prompt is to say to you, pick one of your deepest fears. Think of something that really keeps you up at night, whether it's something every day like public speaking or it's something deeper like a fear that we're in the last stages of civilization. <laughs> But something that you worry about for yourself, for your kids, whether it's a fear of heights, a fear of getting murdered, just something that a fear that that you'll never get to say the things that you want to your parents, a fear that there's no afterlife, whatever it is that you're afraid of in a really poignant, acute way, find something that you said, these are my top three biggest fears. 
And then what I want you to do is try and write a story with that fear realized. So for example, if you're afraid of heights, I want you to write a story about or start to construct a story about being trapped in the tallest building in the world. And the only way out of that is to go even higher, something like that. Or if your your fear is, you know, not being able to communicate something to your parents before they die, then I want you to write a story or start a story or start building a story about getting a call that your mother, your father, whoever it's about, or both, are in critical condition or are about to pass away. And you have to travel to this place or your character has to travel to wherever it is they are to help them or to say goodbye or that kind of thing. And that might be just too right up the middle for you, but it's a start. What I'm saying is what I want you to start with is the core heart. I want you to start with the thing that's the hardest, to start with the thing that is purest, start with the thing that you're afraid to look at in some way, because your process might wind up being different than this. Your process might be something that you more slowly wind your way in and you, you start with a premise or a plot and you, you discover what it's about for you as you go. And if that's the way it is for you, that's totally cool. You should do that. But if you're asking me and I've gotten like at least two dozen requests for prompts, if you're asking me for a prompt and you want to see how I think of them, I think of them this way. I think of them starting not from a kind of way outside the, the Venn diagram of what you want to write about premise or plot engine. Instead, I think about it as starting right at the center of that Venn diagram and working outward. What is the thing you want to write about right now? What is the thing that matters to you? What is the fear you have? Things won't change. They can be political fears. They can be personal fears. They can be giant, expansive fears about the future. Whatever it is, try and figure out a way to make your main character confront that thing so that what you're working with is stuff that resonates for you off the page and feels energized. Okay? Anyway, that's sort of a quick version of, of a prompt in my world. Anyway, I can't thank you again. This whole endeavor is, is so far beyond anything I'd hoped, and I just want to keep it going and, and make it what you want. So please, please, please give me any suggestions, any comments, anything that you, you want me to do more of or less of from mundane, silly things like telling anecdotes about cons and people I've met to showing my art collection to talking more about craft or war stories inside the bullpen. Whatever it is, let me know and um, I'll go there because I want this to be a fun place for you to, to visit and to, to feel like you have a creative treehouse. Also, one last thing I, I almost forgot, but I've gotten some requests to use this site as a place to also offer collectibles, offer signed books, offer variant covers that I order myself and sign, things like that. But mostly right now it would be for signed books, things like that. If you want to get your book signed, you can go through the person who manages that for me, but that subscribers would have constant kind of year-round access to that as opposed to waiting for me to do cons. And I want to see if that's something you guys are interested in, because I would make that part of the subscription, the paid subscription. So you would get the class and you would get access to, to sign material all year long and special exclusives. So let me know. Thanks.